Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. All right, today we're going to talk about uh, tobacco giant Philip Morris looking at the cannabis space officially. This report is coming from uh, MJ Business Daily. Help us dive into this is attorney and angel investor Katrina Glogowski. Thanks again for being on The Talking Hedge. Thanks, Josh. So we all know that cannabis companies and alcohol um, or excuse me, alcohol and tobacco companies are trying to get into cannabis. So it's uh, it's no surprise. We've all known it for quite a while. And in fact, Philip Morris actually invested $20 million half a decade ago into an Israeli-based company, um, Seek Medical. It was a startup company back then. They were developing an inhaler that allowed for medical marijuana and other therapeutic products uh, for precise dosing. So precision dosing has been you know pretty big and they've been trying to do that for a long time. Philip Morris obviously getting into that with uh, vaping, but now officially getting into cannabis. <laughs> this is uh, good news and bad news, Josh. I, I would agree with that. I think the normalization of it showing that some risk averse companies or, you know, companies that were single tracked into tobacco are kind of going to um, look at other opportunities. And that's kind of what they already said. So some, one of the CEO, or not one of them, the CEO said that they're trying to work towards going with smoke-free products. And that's where they want to stick with uh, cannabis. So I would imagine that beverages might be a thing, you know, getting FOMO from Constellation Brands uh, or some of their, their alcohol competitors going up to Canada. Um, but it looks like, you know, they're trying to diversify. I think tobacco outside of maybe Asia and, and parts of Europe might be the last real big spots for, for tobacco smokers, although vaping well, is picked up. Well, Josh, um, uh, Philip Morris has started this product. Uh, this is called Icos, uh, and this is, they're calling it um, heat, not burn, as a way to consume tobacco. And what you do is you put a little um, fake... Uh, cigarette into the icos mm -hmm. right and it heats it this does not combust it it never combusts and one of the things that i'm very interested in about this product is what's prohibiting you from putting cannabis in here instead of tobacco mm -hmm. and while um, while Philip Morris has spent uh, ungodly amounts of money developing this technology to keep a stranglehold on the tobacco market, uh, you know, smoking is so out of favor. Um, so they're, they're desperate to keep their tobacco market. But I think the primary reason that they developed this gizmo was for cannabis. And you know, we have all of these uh, pre-roll machines and vape pens and oils and, and everything in the cannabis industry. If you are in the cannabis industry, I would really be afraid of this little stick mm. because they can put cannabis in here. They can put cloves, they can put lavender, they can put whatever they want in here. And this one device will accept all sorts of different things in the cannabis industry mm -hmm. is going to have to compete with 
the marketing machine of Philip Morris, the cost of goods sold being, you know, pennies for this of, of a Philip Morris, and the, the sheer global market share that um, Philip Morris is going to have going into the market. And so it's a good thing that it's normalizing the market um, and normalizing cannabis for, for the masses, but it's a bad thing because mom and pop cannabis shop is never going to be able to compete with this. Mm-hmm. And it looks like already British American Tobacco, Altria, um, Philip Morris spun off of Altria. So all three of those companies are looking at products like that, especially with um, pre-rolls smelling so bad. I've had multiple barbers ask me, yo, you, you can't smoke before you come in here. <laughs> so I'll just, I, you know, I walk from my house to the barber and, you know, I'm just smoking a joint or whatever. And they're both just like, you, you can't do that. My massage therapist, I had an hour long massage. And after five or 10 minutes, she was like, we're done. So something's got to change. I, that's the way I consume. I can't force that on everybody, but obviously that's, that's got to adjust because not everybody um, really likes the, the, the funk of it. <laughs> Right. Well, we talk about the soccer moms all the time. You cannot smoke a joint in the in the minivan when the kids out on the soccer field. It yeah. just it, it just you can't do it. Hate hate tobacco as much as you want. But bottom line is there's going to be a lot of people with an exit strategy that are looking at this as an opportunity to get out as you know, big tobacco looks at plays in pharmaceutical space and consumer plays. So meaning if you have a company that is a wellness product, you're trying to help people sleep or calm anxieties, boost energy, any of those things, you're a buyout opportunity. So you can either say no to big tobacco, uh, or you can take their money and use it for for good. Uh, what you do is your business. We're gonna have to find out uh, who gets rolled up in all of this as stupid money starts coming out because there's really no other investment opportunities out there. Been saying that for a long time. This MA time, it's MA season. And um, if you don't want to merge, you're gonna be consolidated. Capitulation is forced merger. It's gonna happen, like it or not. Stupid money is out. Just going to come back to the Talking Hedge and find out what happens with that. I want to thank my guest, Katrina Golgowski, angel investor and attorney. Thanks again for being on the Talking Hedge. Thanks, Josh. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is the Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't. And I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. <laughs>